Welcome back to the Saved and Savage podcast, where we try to inspire people of faith to live outside the norm. Today's guest is Jake Peacock. He's an undefeated Muay Thai fighter who's putting everyone away. Now, what's so inspiring about that? He's doing it all with one hand. This is the Saved and Savage podcast. Hey, Jake, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for being on the show. Before we jump into the questions, can you go ahead and tell our listeners who you are, what you do, um, maybe some people that don't follow uh, Muay Thai closely and, and Lion Fights, maybe who you are, what you're about, all those kinds of things. For sure, yeah. My name's Jake Peacock. Um, I'm a professional Muay Thai fighter and kickboxer. I'm currently undefeated, uh, four wins, zero losses. And all those wins have come by way of knockout. Uh, two, three of them in the first round. No, sorry. Two of them in the first round. One in the second and one in the third, I believe. Um, so things have been going very well. I'm currently signed to Lion Fight Promotions, which is a, a, a world-famous uh, promotion um, and the, the most prestigious promotion for Muay Thai in North America. Um, they bring in some top talent from around the world. Uh, so currently signed with them. I do have one hand, um, so I fight uh, with one one full arm. Um, the other the other half is uh, is not there on my right side. Um, but we get the job done regardless. You absolutely they, they say my the uh, the art of eight limbs. So I've got a bunch of other limbs to use as well. So we get the job done. We haven't run into any issues so far, and I've been doing it since I was seven. So Wow. So since you were seven. So I got to say, um, you're an incredible fighter, man. I've been especially like really been like soaking up your content in the last couple of days, just trying to like kind of get to know you before I get to know you a little bit, you know, and um, you're an incredible yeah. fighter. If you had the other hand, you would be an incredible fighter, which, but I think it makes it that much more, I don't know, inspiring and just incredible that you're, I mean, you're just incredible. Like nobody, I, I don't know if people like underestimate or, or what their, what, uh, their mentality is when they get in the ring with you. But if that is it, man, they are they're in for it because you're you're a monster. You're a killer. Like you're not just like outpointing guys, right? You're like going out and you're finishing fights, putting guys away. It's super exciting, exciting to watch. And really entertaining. Exciting for the fans. Yeah. I don't know if people underestimate me anymore. I think when I was younger, but uh, as people have started to know me and know who I am, um, I think people, I think their coaches make them train as hard as they possibly can. Sure. Uh, and I think they come out knowing they're in for a fight. I mean, sure. they'd be silly not to, not to at this point. But uh, all my opponents I've had, I have to say, all the opponents I have had in my, in my four professional fights have been very respectful and uh, seemingly worked very hard for the fight um, and have given me their best shot. But uh, they just couldn't quite hang in there. Tell me a little bit about how you got started fighting. I know you said you started when you were like seven years old. Uh, so did you start, yeah. you started in, um, karate. Is that what you, where you got your start? Yeah. Yeah. My mom put me in martial arts and in, in karate when I was seven. Uh, I trained under sensei Steve groom, uh, back in England. Okay. She just put me in it for like extracurricular activity uh, to gain some confidence and self-defense. I did that for a few years. Um, Steve was an amazing coach. 
my first coach and he really showed me that uh, that anything was possible for me he was always thinking outside the box just great with uh, great with people in general but very very good with me um, and I, I did really well he actually sent me a video of I haven't seen much footage from back in the day from no. when I was young. He actually come across something in quarantine and he sent it on my way. Um, and it was just super cool to see me back then. And I mean, I was at a decent level. It was a completely different sport. A lot of sure. it's touch contact. But sure. I was like, I was surprised at my speed and my accuracy and my movement. I, I, it looked really cool. Um, but I was really appreciative of him sending that over. So yeah, I started in that. Uh, that was point karate. I did well in that. I uh, started competing um, in international and national tournaments locally in uh, in England. Um, and then I wanted something a little bit more, more contact. So I switched to Kyokushin Karate, which mm-hmm. is just a fantastic karate. It's, uh, it really made me tough, really made me tough. Conditioned my body up. It was all about like... Uh, having a strong spirit poker face mm-hmm. the japanese and the russians when you fought them they were the best at that um, yeah fought a couple russians one japanese guy and uh and they are tough tough fighters really really showed me uh about mental strength um so i did that for a while then i started training in in boxing um for a few years and the kickboxing and muay thai and uh and then i made the full switch to training and competing in muay thai and kickboxing and then, uh, and then I started training people after that, and actually took a break from. From I guess this gets into a bit of our podcast. Sure. I took a break from fighting for two years because it became an idol for me in my life. Wow. Um, it was taken away from my relationship with God because I I kind of saw my identity as who I was as a fighter. This yeah. was when I was maybe like 20, 20 years old. Um, so I stepped away from it completely, just cold turkey, didn't go, tr- didn't train, didn't fight, didn't ever go to the gym. And, uh, and I, in that time, I think God blessed me in that time. And, and I matured quite a lot. Obviously, I still have lots of maturing to do, <laughs> but I did grow and mature in my relationship with God um, and my understanding and my understanding of who I am and who I, who I was made to be what I was made for. And uh, and then I actually, I felt confident to go back to training. And I was training here and there, but mostly just training people. So mm-hmm. I still didn't compete. And then I like a few years went by, I, I was encouraged to open up a gym. Um, me and my wife decided to open up uh, Dunamis is our gym. We opened the gym. It's had a lot of great success. Uh, we have a great group of guys and girls there. And then a few professional fighters locally and my wife encouraged me to get back into fighting, um, get back into competing. And uh, and I gave it some thoughts and we decided we'll go for it. And, and honestly, I, I performed so much better than I ever did because I, at the end of the day, it's not who I am. So win or lose that doesn't really define me, right? Yeah. I want to win. I want to sure. not get hurt. I don't want my opponent to get too hurt, you know, seriously hurt. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm able to go out there and perform at my highest level so confidently because win or lose, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, so I think that's given me a very, very, uh, what's the word? It's given me great confidence and that's bad for my opponents. Yeah. <laughs> 
So it's funny that you say that and you're talking about um, not really worrying about winning and losing. A few years ago, I think it was uh, Jordan Burroughs, the great uh, freestyle wrestler. Um, he was talking yeah. about winning and losing. And what something that he said that stuck with me was that he doesn't ever go out trying to win or lose. He just goes out and tries to perform to the best of his ability. And when he said that or heard that, um, something just something just clicked with me. And I started, you know, just giving that to my own, my own students. I'm a wrestling coach, so I'm giving that to my students. And as I see, as, as I was giving it to them, I see like the mentality changing, the weight gets lifted. They don't have to win or lose. They don't have to worry about, they don't have to have all that pressure on their back. So they just get to go out and like, it sounds like a little cliche, but they just get to go out and have fun. And when they're having exactly. fun, when they're having fun, things get dangerous, man. And like our team yeah. start really was putting those, those wins together. So, um, our, the podcast is really a small percentage of what I'm looking to do. And so I'm really looking to build a community of believers who are living outside the box and people who are living without fear. They're not worried about what, what, the uh the world or even what they might be holding themselves back from but they're living without fear and i can only imagine like being a guy i know how much how much fear i've had to deal with getting in, into the ring and into the cage and uh i've got two hands <laughs> and you know like so my one of my questions is how do you i'm i mean you you were born with uh with yeah. only one hand correct so like i guess to a point um, you, you've never really known the difference. So it's not like different to you. You've just, this is how I've always been able to do things. Have you ever had to deal yeah. with people though? Like maybe a coach or a promoter or somebody that just, they didn't know if they wanted to sign you or let you compete. Any of those kinds of things. Have you ever had to like overcome that? And how, how did you uh, go about yeah. that? I never, I've never personally put any limits on myself. And never run into any obstacles. But, uh, well, I've run into obstacles, but other people's obstacles. So I can't think of exact examples. But growing up, there was lots of people that, you know, thought I couldn't do this or thought I couldn't do that. Sure. Uh, I remember one teacher saying that I I went to a, uh, sign up for a, a class to play, what, what's it called, the instrument? The oboe. Oh. Like, it's like a flute, right? And yeah. she said, no, you can't play. You need two hands. And, uh if I was older then if I was older, if she said that to me now, I'd have a great, great discussion with sure. her. How she sure. like, I'll play the oboe better than her if I really wanted yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, like things like that, you run into uh. issues like that, but I mean, uh, they get frustrating and, uh, and upsetting at times, but everyone runs into issues. Everyone runs into trouble. So in the sport itself, I don't know if I've come into much, where you come into issues is people fighting you. you yeah. Promoters, I haven't had any issues with signing me. You know, if anything, it maybe brings some more attention to their promotion. Especially so because you're favored that way. Especially because uh, you're putting guys favor. away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I yeah. I'm fairly excited to watch. I think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it will be more opponents, like you know, saying the whole lose lose thing. You either win. You either win against a guy with one hand or you lose yep. against a guy with one hand. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, like I've proven myself 
I've hopped in the ring and I've only hopped in the ring with people with two arms, two legs, very capable people with much more experience than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've shown what I'm capable of. So I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty lame excuse to be honest. When yeah. people do make that. It's, uh, other than that. Yeah. Do you have any, would you have any encouragement to some kids that might be facing some obstacles, kids that might be feeling like people are putting limitations or they, they're even putting limitations on themselves. What kind of encouragement would you give to them? Uh, first of all, don't put limitations on yourself because as soon as you do that, you just completely cap yourself. Other Mm -hmm. people can put limitations on you as long as you keep your mind straight and you, you know that you are capable of doing these things, think outside the box, get around obstacles. You have to be, you know, diverse in in your thinking and, and, uh, and think of different ways to get around things for sure. A hundred percent, you're going to have to do that. But uh, as long as you have a, a strong mind. Uh, you'll be fine. So the first thing is like, I'd say don't, don't cap yourself early by saying, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, many people have proven that, that things are possible. And it's like the illustration of that girl, that miner, the, the guy mining. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a cartoon. Yeah, it's I've seen it. Of, uh, the miner and he, he's, he turns around, he's digging for gold, but he turns around early because he's been digging for a while and he hasn't found any gold. But then in the picture, you actually see he's like an inch of mud away from <laughs> yeah. from reaching the goal. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Like you just got to keep at it, keep consistent, and you'll see results. Yeah. And uh, that you will run into obstacles, and a lot of the obstacles that you face actually won't be your own physical gifting or mental gift from your own mental gifting. Uh, it will be uh, it will be people around you you know, not believing in you or yeah. not giving you the opportunity. But like I said, you just got to keep at it and stay consistent. And I'm sure things will, uh, will work out. Let's make a little switch. Uh, let's talk about faith a little bit, if you don't mind. So where, uh, when did you, uh, develop a relationship with Jesus? I, I noticed in your Instagram on your bio, it says Christ's my life. And, uh, so how Christ did you, yeah, and Chris is your Christ wife. My life, Chris is my wife. Yeah, I love it, man. That's so good. How long have you been married? First of all, before we jump uh, into that, four years. Four years. That's four awesome. Years. I'm looking over at my wife now. Make sure I got it right. Four, four and a half. <laughs> well done. I'm almost at sixteen. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't look nearly old enough to be married for sixteen years. But yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but so you've been married for four years. Uh, all right, awesome. So how about your relationship with Jesus? How did that come about? Was it like your um, whole life? You have like some I awesome stories in a Christian home. Okay. So my mom and dad were Christians from like 18, 19. Um, and I wouldn't say that I, I was a Christian. I didn't know Christ. I was around church and I heard the gospel and my parents were, were great parents and raised me really well. Um, but I wouldn't say that I knew Christ till till uh, after high school i was probably 18 mm-hmm. i can't remember the exact time the last bunch of years have been a blur things yeah. have happened so quick but uh when i went to university i went to a christian university and uh that's when i really I, and it coincided with me stopping fighting mm-hmm. but i stopped fighting because I recognized that I was taking my identity from that and not Christ. So before that, I, I'd uh, realized my need for Jesus, realized I was a sinner, realized that I needed forgiveness, realized that Christ was the only way. 
and uh and then it was like my eyes were just opened to things and that's when god started giving me the grace to to see and taking my identity from fighting too much and then I, i he took that away from me and i i said take it away and then my eyes were opened even more to to god and and then i started to grow deeper in my faith and now it's like six seven years on no eight years on from now wow so yeah so is that what you would would you say that's what the biggest change God has has uh, affected in your life is just you understanding that you know you find your identity in him you're not you don't have to be the fighter I understand like I remember like catching a couple losses back to back and I just felt like man like this is who I am if I'm not if I'm not winning like what am I and then like God had to really get a hold of me and say hey you're still my kid no matter what and had to like put some blinders on me and refocus me is that what you're saying is like uh God has been doing in you or had been doing in you Yeah that's a pretty big aspect for sure that's definitely a big aspect I mean every area of my life's been affected and the more and more I mature the more areas that it affects because I realize that I'm more I'm falling in more ways than I than I realized at first so mm-hmm. it's really knowing Christ is and becoming a Christian and a follower of Christ has really just changed every every aspect of life really okay. everything All right Now heading back to fighting for just a minute I'm, I do a bunch of rapid questions right at the end that have basically nothing to do with anything they're just kind of fun but we're going to hit a couple more like yeah. fighting questions I've got a kid that I, I kind of mentor. Um, if you ever see him on my page, Sugar Shay, I'll shout out to him. But he's been training with me for about four years, five years. Um, what what kind of advice would you tell a kid that is saying he wants to fight? What kind of advice would you tell him uh, right now? Like, what should he be doing? I would say surround yourself with a good team, so a good coach. You know, a good uh, a good coach. Um, make a few goals for yourself realistic goals maybe like a 10 year goal and then like a or a five year goal and then like a i don't know how old he is how old is he 15 15 yes yeah, so yeah. maybe like a five year goal and then a year goal you know what i mean or a couple goals within there um so that he can be working towards certain things and seeing seeing his progression But uh, I think first things first you got to find yourself a good coach. He has one. I'm one of them. I'm <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of them. He's got a really he's got a really great guy, a guy named Harvey Grassy. Um he's he, I don't know if you're familiar with Duke Rufus. He's one of his guys. Yeah, yeah, Duke Rufus. He's yeah. a man. Yeah, so he's he's one of Duke's guys, former former oh, Duke wow. guy, so like he's he was my kickboxing coach. He's uh Shay's kickboxing coach. And then I oh, I get to hold awesome. pass for Shay every once in a while too when when uh, <laughs> when I'm cool enough. But um so yeah, that's great, man. That's really great. I uh, would you say one more thing? Um would you say there's this guy that I follow his name's Anthony Robles. He's an NCAA so a collegiate uh wrestling champ. Um a few years ago is when he won, but he has a similar story to you in that he only has one leg, which is kind of Yeah. kind of different for like a wrestler to only have one leg and he always said that it was like a he looked at, at looked at it as an advantage rather than a disadvantage because like weight classes he was able to like wrestle at wrestle at lower weights 
but he's still got the stronger core, the stronger arms. Do you think any yeah. of, do you think uh, sometimes that you only having one hand gives you an advantage where some people would think it's a disadvantage? Uh, I try and be positive with everything. So I okay. think it's an advantage, but I realistically, I don't know as far as weight goes, it's not like a, the rest of my arm is, I don't know, a couple pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? So as yeah. far as weight, no, um, you know, range. No, I can't put together your conventional combos. Right. Can't do that. Uh, so I, I have to think a lot more. I have to be very, very creative with the way I fight. I have to be very good with my legs. Um, so I don't know if it's, if it's actually a, an advantage, but I would never say it's a disadvantage. It's all mental. Yeah. It's all mental. I feel like you switch sides a lot. You go from orthodox to yes, orthodox to southpaw, orthodox southpaw, and so like my first striking coach was actually a karate guy that, you know, made he was a taekwondo guy. He then he got into muay thai, and so like I see a lot of that too. And your style is going back and forth and back and forth, where a lot of strict muay thai guys are like, they yes. they got their one stance and they kind of like do their whole rocking motion and they like get yeah. into the dance of it all, but like. You're in and out, in and out, switching sides, so they never know which which way you're coming from, and yeah. it's it's just a beautiful thing yeah. to watch. Yeah. It's yeah, a really it great to thing to watch. And different for sure. So yeah. I it's I don't I would never say it's a I would never say it's a disadvantage just because I gotta stay strong mentally, and, and I, I don't I truly don't believe it's a disadvantage. I don't know if I'd say it was an advantage though. In some areas it is, but in some areas it's not. Yeah, it's just it is what it is. I think sometimes people look down on like their situation and we just got to understand that we all have different cards. You know, we all get dealt cards and we just got to play the ones we have and you can either play it with a smile on your face or, you know, like you can get depressed about it. But I think, I think what you're doing is a really great thing. You're inspiring a bunch of people. Um, and like, you're doing a really great, uh, really great job entertaining, you know, and fighting all of it. You're doing such a great job. I really appreciate you being on here. Um, I've got five rapid Thanks. questions for you that have sure. next Didn't to nothing me. to do with fighting, but we'll, uh, we'll get through these real quick. First, what's your favorite martial arts movie? Sorry, my favorite martial arts? Yeah, martial arts movie. Oh, favorite martial arts movie. Uh, are we talking boxing as well? Like, sure, sure. Boxing can, yeah, boxing works. Rocky, Rocky Four, Ivan Drago. Wow, it's very specific. <laughs> no, I like all the Rockies, but, and they're all good for different reasons, but Rocky Four is a, a good one. I, I love lots of different movies. Like On Back was, was great. Oh, man, uh, so Bruce good. Bruce Lee's movie, Enter the Dragon, was good. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but I think like a classic's gotta be Rocky Four. Sure, sure. I like Rocky Five personally with Tommy Gunn, the street fight, the, yes, that yeah, whole street fight scene. Uh, yeah, that got me going. Do you have a favorite Muay Thai fighter? Out, you know, obviously yourself, uh, but like anybody else. I have a few. It's so hard to choose from. Um, I, I like Muay Thai or kickboxing. Uh, let's go with Muay Thai. Reagan Ursel is one of my favorite. He fights for one. He actually fights kickboxing for one, but mm-hmm. he fought on Lion Fight as well. Um, Pet Dam, another great one. I I like a few different guys okay. for different reasons. Okay. Um, I don't know if I can give you one. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Who's the next best up-and-coming fighter that people ought to be looking out for? Me. You. Keep an eye out. Well, see, like, you're on line fight, though. I'm saying, like, <laughs> who hasn't... Uh, who hasn't... Next up-and-coming. Next yeah, up-and-coming. maybe somebody Quinn. in your gym. Quinn, yeah. Quinn, what, Quinn was he like? Say that again? Quinn was he like is his name. Was he like? Okay, I'll look him up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I don't know if you'll find too much footage on him but he's a he's a seasoned amateur and he's uh he's been really really improving over the last little bit he's a very very hard worker great uh great student great uh friend and uh a very 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 good teammate he's uh he's got a lot of potential is he on instagram can you send me his uh his tag yes i will i will he's not the best at social media to be honest that's fine that's fine i'm gonna tag him i'm like get on your social media because you need a following and promoters like that and uh, and whenever he goes to post something, he has to converse with me first about his captions. <laughs> he can't do captions. So. Dude, he's, you got to tell really him that there's there's literally an app out there that gives you a caption. There's an app out there. Yes. Yeah, there's an app. It's called Captions. And all you have uh-huh. to do is like type in what the picture or the video is about, and it'll give wow. you a caption. It'll populate. Wow, look how mind-numbing the world is. <laughs> right? I run a few. I run a few Instagrams. I do some social media management, so that's the only reason I know that. But yeah, get them on it. But okay. So anyway, back to all right. Your hometown. You're in Calgary. Uh, what's your favorite yeah. hometown restaurant? Where do you go to eat? Oh, hometown restaurant. Where are you taking your Where's wife the... to dinner? Oh yeah, oh, there's a really good uh, Indian. Oh restaurant. okay, we I just had Indian uh, food last night. Nice, this is good. It's my favorite in England. It's the national dish, so uh, we like to go there. It's called Hot, Hot Million. Maybe I'll get a sponsorship if you put this out on the internet. Hot Million. Hot Million. Sponsor okay. Me. All right. I'll... Hot Million. Um, and then we go. Uh, we go. Uh, oh, my other favorite ones, Blue Star Diner. They do a good uh, pancake and chicken. So what do you I love food? What do you order at the Indian restaurant? Well, I always go for the buffet and I get everything. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. And it's a cheap buffet, like good quality food, fifteen dollars for for the uh for the buffet, all you can eat at lunch. Nice, nice. See we have one just like down the street from our house that's basically the same thing that you're saying. They've got all you can eat at lunch only though. You can't get the buffet at dinner. Yes, same. But where where do you live? Virginia Beach, Virginia. Okay. Yeah, on the East Coast. If you're ever in the area, uh, I'll take you around. I'll show you all the spots to eat since you like food. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of a fat guy myself, stuck in a in a not so fat body. But uh, all right. So last thing. What is something you're currently learning, or something you've recently learned? What, Krista? Ah, uh, yes. Where my treasure lies. Oh, okay. Yeah, where my treasure lies. Like, I'm not... Yeah, that is what I've been thinking about lately, actually. Thanks for reminding me. Um, yeah, not... Like, knowing... You know, I'm not building up, like, a, my own kingdom on earth. You know, I've had some great success in uh, in, in Muay Thai. And I hope to have much more success. Mm-hmm. Um, and see where it goes. We've had great success with the gym. But as covid shows that can all be taken away within a second right you know what's all happened uh, anything could happen it could be covid it could be could be anything it could all be taken away uh in a second and when that's gone 
if you were if that was what you were standing on and that was your treasure then you're going to be broken but uh knowing my treasures up in heaven and uh and that's untouchable and unreachable to anything are you destroyed so are you a reader at all well, I don't like reading, but I try to read. Just Will you listen? If you listen, are you a, a book listener? Because I don't really read either, but I love to listen to books. Yeah, I like I like uh, listening to audio books, but I don't listen to them. But yeah, if I was going to, <laughs> I a, would like to. Yeah, there's a book you ought to look at, or you ought to you ought to listen to. There's a guy named Bob Goff. This has nothing to do with this podcast, but since you're talking about like treasure, where treasures lie, you know, he's got yeah. three books. One's called Love Does. Then uh, his second book is called um, Everybody Always, and it talks about you know loving everybody always. His last book, uh, his most recent book, just came out. It's called Dream Big, and it's so good, man. I've only just really? begun listening to it. And it's so good. It sounds a lot about what you're nice. you're learning about, but you should get it, man. Nice. Jump on it. <laughs> so hey. That's this is all. I, that's all I had for today. I really appreciate your. Uh, Really appreciate you taking some time with me. Um, hopefully, we can talk again sometime. Or as we grow this community, yeah, like yeah. I said, this podcast is just you know the the tip of the iceberg for what I'd like to do with building a community of believers that are doing things outside the box, living outside the norm. So I've got some things I'd like to do in the future, you know, with like Zoom calls and inviting inviting people to be a part of that and like speak and do some sure. Q and A. So if you'd be interested, I'd love to reconnect with you after this podcast. Yeah, and yeah. Give me a shout anytime I will. That, that works. I will. No um, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, via Instagram, Jake underscore Lee Striking. Um, that's my Instagram, and, and people can get in touch with me there, follow me, or direct message me, or whatever. All right. And your school is uh, Dunamis? Yes, Dunamis. Dunamis, Dunamis underscore YYC. All right, sweet. On Instagram. All right, perfect. Hey, thanks a lot again. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. Look forward to talking yeah, to you thanks, again. Man. Be hey, blessed, thanks. my friend. Thanks a lot, mate. Take uh, care. All right, you too. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Saved and Savage podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Saved and Savage. No dots, no dashes, no underscores, just simply Saved and Savage. Also, do me a favor and rate, review, subscribe, or follow on whatever platform you might be listening to this podcast on, wherever that might be applicable. Lastly, thanks so much for joining our Saved and Savage community. If you're on Instagram, make sure you drop us a line, let us know how we're doing. We'd love to connect with you.